Hello, Swiggies. Thanks for tuning in to another awesome episode. Rachel and I are super excited to break down Last Kiss with you all. I just wanted to preface by saying I wasn't using my normal microphone for this episode, so my audio is pretty muffly. It sounds like I am underwater. Just imagine I'm sobbing from this song, and that's why it just sounds a little different. But uh, we hope you enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in. Here we go. It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. Welcome, Swiggies, to another episode of Swift and Swigs with Sibs. I am here today in my post-era's era. Sam, do you feel a shift? Oh my gosh. Yes, I do. I am the same, Rachel, but everything has changed for you. (laughs) And I am so thrilled to see you. This is the first time I'm seeing you and talking with you since you've attended the era's tour. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine what your brain is. Is it mush? Is it is it glittery? Uh, you're what, yes. 10 days out of your of your Eras Tour experience? How are you? I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean... You're a lot of things, I'm, a, I'm assuming. Because you also moved in this time. You're in a totally different state. You're, you're a bunch of things. So I, if you yes. don't know how to answer that question, totally fine. No, I it I am I'm all of the things I'm all of the feelings I have moved simultaneously to ex- while experiencing probably one of the most amazing nights of my life and yes I have given birth and I have had had a wedding and I still think this one is going on top five for sure honestly I don't think I've processed yet and you know why I don't think I've processed yet because you and I have not processed yet I. Cannot wait. I really feel like once you and I can sit down and like share back and forth our experience and being like, oh my gosh, remember that? And oh my gosh, what what, what happened with you? Like, that's going to be about a 10 hour episode, at least a three hour and 15 minute episode when we record that. And (laughs) I think at that point... I will, I will have processed. And honestly, anything big that happens in my life, it always takes me a long time to process it. And so I'm Understandable. okay with that. I'm okay with it. I, but I want, I cannot say anything bad about the night. I, it was all wonderful. It's all glittery. The yeah. entire city was alive. That was like one of the most things that felt so good to me is like, I just felt like everybody was celebrating the Eras tour with me. And that is not true. <laughs> But it certainly felt that way. And I cannot Mm -hmm. wait for you to experience that. And then we can bask in our glow together. Everybody I've talked to who has attended the Eras Tour thus far has just been glowing about the experience. And I'm 
So excited that you got to go. Um, also, our aunt and our cousin, both of our podcast fame, got to attend the Cincinnati Night 2 show. They manifested the song Ivy. That was the song they were really hoping for. Wow. Our Aunt Trish dressed up as Ivy, and Aaron Dessner came out on stage and played Ivy. It was remarkable. I'm that, so that, happy for them. So happy for you. That's going to be an amazing recap with them about that experience. But uh, just seeing a video yeah. of them recording, ah, ah, which is a lot of screaming, I, I can only imagine. I Okay, this is a great time to be honest. I had a, a small pang of jealousy, and here's why. Yeah. Not because I wanted to hear Ivy. Not because I really thought I was going to hear Aaron Dessner. Like, that's amazing. I'm so excited for him. Like, that whole experience, perfect for them. But what was amazing, like, what brought yeah. me jealousy was that I had manifested something that didn't happen <laughs> at my show. And <laughs> I, so, so they manifested Aaron Dessner. Not even mm-hmm. that, or Ivy at that, but maybe they did. I didn't realize Aaron Dessner was from Cincinnati, so it kind of made sense to me once I learned that. I mean... All I can say to that is welcome to the club of being heartbroken over the surprise song experience of the Eras Tour. I think it's one of the more fun aspects of the Eras Tour is when you really hope for a surprise song, but you hear maybe your favorite surprise song at a different show and you're just like, it's a weird sense of, oh, I'm so excited she's singing this. I, I, I have video recordings of this that I can love to yeah. listen to, but it's not for me, you know? And that is just how truly millions of people feel. So you are one of a giant club of people who like, you know, you, well, you hope for the best and you still get a good experience, but you know, there's always going to be a little bit of jealousy. I didn't have jealousy at the show because I didn't know what I was missing, right? What I was experiencing mm-hmm. yeah. is, okay, so I anticipated, could not fathom any other reality other than Justin Vernon showing up on that stage and playing either Exile or Evermore. Like, I I really, really was certain it was happening. Like, I just, just knew. <laughs> and I think I already said that mm-hmm. in the podcast that we recorded. So I have mm-hmm. to be honest, I was really stunned when he didn't. And I didn't know how to, like, I'm going to be honest. I, while I didn't have any, I didn't have any disappointment in the show. It was just kind of like a shock that it was hard for me to get over after the surprise songs were done. There's more to it than that after. So I don't want to go into it because it has something to do with order and whatever. And I just want to wait until we get into that. But I must, that's just like from a specific moment. However, why don't we just talk about my surprise songs because that's out there and you know about it. We got... Yes. Yeah, let's. We got... So here, I'll just tell you what happened in the moment. She's talking and you can't... Not only is U.S. Bank Stadium not great acoustics as I have learned, whatever, it was fine. It was hard to hear her when she was talking because there was like an echo. Like it was like sometimes she would be talking and it was difficult for me to understand everything and other girl like my friends next to me we all agreed we didn't hear her say what song she was playing because she did this like long intro and was like i know you all are like this is a song everybody's requesting and so we were excited and everyone's excited but 
I didn't hear her say. It's called paper rings. And then so like and as soon as she said it, then people started screaming and I still couldn't hear her playing her music for a second. So it like the wow. reality of what she was playing took me like a hot second. Like I realized and that part of that was I had seriously made up in my mind. I was like not prepared for something else. And so I was like, wait, what is she playing? And I was like, I know this song. And then I realized what it was. And then it was such a blast. Like it was so much fun. Yeah. In that moment yeah. to seeing a song that I didn't know it was coming and I knew really, really well. So like that mm-hmm. moment was, mm-hmm. was so yeah. fun. And it took me, honestly, it was way better because it took me by surprise. I was not expecting Paper Rings. I was not like, it wasn't a song. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got the song I wanted. Yay, let's start singing. It was literally like, oh, I didn't think I'd be singing this song tonight. So that was a fun moment. Yeah. I, you, and you've always said that you really want to be able to sing along. So you've had some nerves going into the Airways tour that what if she plays a song that you don't know super well? And uh, as soon as she played Paper Rings, I was, I was live streaming yeah. the event, of course. Um, I was excited because I love that song. It's such a fun song. So I'm, I knew that you and everybody else in the crowd was excited. But I also thought, I know Rachel knows the Lover album. So guaranteed she can sing along yeah. with Paper Rings. Yeah, that was um, a total win. Yeah. The second song, I didn't know as well um, if this was a movie. Um, I, I didn't know part of it, but I didn't know it as well. Um, and also, I mm-hmm. kind of thought that Exile was going to come on the piano. And so that was the moment. Like, we got paper rings, and I was like, that was so fun. And then I thought mm-hmm. maybe Justin Vernon was coming on for the surprise piano moment. And so as soon as she sat down on the piano and she didn't do any intro, yeah. she just started playing. I, the entire, I don't remember, I like left my body and I was literally just stunned forever. Like, wait a second, it didn't happen. And I was like, maybe we'll get, maybe it comes later. Maybe, and I was like, no, it's not going to come later. (laughs) I just, I think I was a little bit in shock (laughs) in that moment. Like in Paper Rings, I could enjoy it. But by that point, I was like, oh, it didn't happen. So it wasn't really disappointment as much as like, this this wasn't how I thought it was going to happen. So it's Certainly no one was disappointed. I don't remember hearing anybody say they were disappointed. Neither was I. But it was a surprise. Well, I, I'm just so excited that you had an amazing time. I cannot wait until you and I can discuss in detail the Eras Tour. Call me on my birthday, Rachel. We can talk then. Um, or maybe we'll have a special episode with past guests of ours who have also attended the Eros Tour, maybe guests yet to be introduced on our podcast who have attended the Eros Tour. We'll definitely have to do some sort of like post Eros Tour recap um, for our sake and, you know, for the podcast's sake as well. So, um, and you've moved. I see you're in a new location. Hopefully that's going super well for you. I think we're still figuring out the kinks. I know that my audio might sound different this week. I'm using... Not my usual microphone. Um, you and I can't actually see each other right now. Our video isn't quite compatible right now. But we're making this work, Swiggies. Thanks for tagging along on this adventure. It's always an adventure, isn't it, Rach? Totally. This little podcast of ours. Okay, Rachel, before we get into the song for the episode today, let's talk about new music we're listening to. Of course, this segment is called I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. So why don't you do this off, Rachel? Tell me, are you doing good? Are you on some new shit? 
am onto some new shit. Well, I haven't gotten into it too much yet, mm-hmm. but I heard some new shit at the beginning of my Eras tour. Oh, yeah. I, I um, had really hoped to get more into my openers, Gracie Abrams and Girl in Red. Mm-hmm. And that just didn't make the cut. I had too many Taylor Swift songs to listen to. Understandable. So they were kind of a surprise. Um, uh, of the two... I was a big fan of Gracie Abrams. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed her voice. I really enjoyed just her presence. I, I it was it was super fun. So uh, while I cannot say any specific songs at the moment, I'm really excited to actually get into her music because it reminded me a lot of some Olivia Rodrigo, some of the more like chill vibes of Olivia Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. Um, I told Caroline I think she would have really enjoyed her. So yeah, that's going to be some of my new shit that I think I'll get into in the next month or so. Well, that's funny because I've chosen for my new shit this week literally the two artists that you just mentioned. Um, oh. Gracie Abrams is also opening for my Eras tour. So now I actually think that I've 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 chosen Gracie Abrams on a previous episode. Uh, I can't quite remember. So, but I have been listening to some Gracie Abrams just to like get me excited for her opening set. Um, but very exciting. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo released her brand new single a few days ago called what? Vampire. <gasps> yes. This and is new I did, information. I'm so excited that I'm giving you this information that you didn't know this. So what I want you to do, Rachel, is when we're done recording our podcast today, I want you to have the same experience I did with listening to the song for the first time by watching the music video. Okay. So she, she, has, she announced that she has a new album coming out in September, and this is the lead single. It's called Vampire, and it is everything we love about Olivia Rodrigo from her Sour album. She's bringing it back. It's, it's similar energy. Yes. Um, it's, it's, like, it's a very powerful song. Um, it's shocking, especially if you watch the music video, it's like, whoa. So, um, that's the new shit I'm onto this week. I've, I've been listening to it on repeat. I cannot wait for her album in September. It's, if it's anything like this lead single, uh, we're definitely in for a treat. So check it out. I have been so clueless about anything else that's going on in the world. I didn't even know she had an album coming out. So exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a uh, big fan yeah. of hers. So that's great. Yes. Yes. So am I. So very exciting for that. Um, okay, Rachel, why don't we get into the song of this week? I suppose I should take it away. I chose the Swift of the Week for this week. And I chose it specifically for a couple of reasons. For one, um, Speak Now, like you said, is coming out as this episode aired. I knew we needed to have a Speak Now song. And there's a special Swiggy holiday on July 9th in honor of the song from Speak Now, Last Kiss. That July 9th that be your heart jumps through your shirt I can still feel your arms but now I and since that's coming around the corner a couple days later 
we need to talk about Last Kiss. Let's find out what is so special about July 9 and the song Last Kiss. I, I think it's funny that you unintentionally said that it's a Swiggy holiday, which... Oh, uh, <laughs> you're right, I did. I'm sure a lot of our Swiggies will be celebrating it, but it is ultimately a Swifty holiday. <laughs> and Do we have a Swiggy holiday? Or is it like our birthday, which would be January 13th? Is that like what we're January saying? January 13th is, is National Swiggy Day. Mark your calendars, yeah. everybody. Okay, okay. Um, but yes. Last Kiss, July 9th, a very momentous day. I knew about this day, but I never had listened to the song until you chose it for this week. And, dude, this song, like, I, I've really been digging this song. I've yes. listened to it so many times, um, both in preparation for our podcast, but also just, like, I can't help, but I keep going back to it. I, I discover new sounds and new emotions and different lyrics and feelings every time I listen to it. Um, yes. And what's fascinating is this song is, I guess we're, maybe, maybe I'll save that. I was just going to say, like, I could just sense somebody going through a really tough time, like, like a, a heartbreak, and just, like, really connecting with the song. And right now, I am in happy days of summer. I am young and single and very much digging that lifestyle. But I'm still, like, listening to the song and, like, wanting to cry. <laughs> That's so funny um, you should say that. Because I listened to the song again this morning as I was, like, doing my last prep. And I was bawling my eyes out. Like, I was had just... <laughs> had the hardest heartbreak and I have never experienced a heartbreak like this that she sings about. But there is there is a something about the way that she sings and maybe it's because like we've said a hundred times over, you can get a different heartbreak meaning from the way that Taylor sings her songs because she just gets mm -hmm. emotion and the feelings and mm -hmm. my gosh, we are jumping right into it. So let's pause all of our feelings about this song and start swigging. Sam, I'm yes. excited to find out what you are drinking t today because you told me you, you like took a while to pick this and then and then you finally figured it out and you had like a, a mind exploding emoji. So <laughs> this, you have yeah. me like my expectations are about as high as my expectations to see Justin Vernon. So are you going <laughs> oh, to deliver? <laughs> Yeah, so I sat with this song. I listened two or three times thinking, like, where do I go with this? What is my cocktail inspiration? Um, and uh, I came up with a drink that I'm calling the last name on my lips. So okay. I'm, I'm pulling some lyrics from the song, but I'm also pulling inspiration from a cocktail that already exists called The Last Word. The Last Word. Yes, I didn't even think of that. Ah, oh, okay, that's good. Okay, you didn't do the same thing. Is that that's not no, what you're going I, with, oh, shoot? No, okay. <laughs> no, I, it's just, for some reason, as I was thinking of this, I was like, I feel like there's got to be a cocktail called Last Kiss or Last Something, and I couldn't remember it. I know The Last Word now. Yep. I love this cocktail. So go ahead, tell us what's in your last word or your last name. Okay. My lips. But those are like some of the general tasting notes. 
So I made myself a slight sweet syrup. It's not a full simple syrup. Like it's not totally sweet like a simple syrup. Um, in fact, it's two parts water to one part sugar. Um, and in this process, when I was boiling this on the stove, I added some fresh spruce tips from the pine flavors that you get from chartreuse. And I've used spruce tips in cocktails on this podcast yeah. before. But what's what's great is this is the time of year. It's late spring. It's early summer that the spruce tips where I live up high in the Rocky Mountains are really popping. And you want to use those fresh spruce tips this time of year. It's the best flavor. It's super rich. Hmm. And I, I love to pick spruce tips this time of year. So um, I had some fresh spruce tips. And then I boiled that with uh, some orange peel and some peppercorns and basically created this like herbal flavorful tea. That's what I added the sugar to that. Um, but just a little bit of sugar. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm talking a lot about this, but that is sort of like the main sort of flavor component that you get in this cocktail. But there's also my lemon infused gin that I used for the gold rush episode. I did that again. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've infused some gin with lemon peel. Um, and then instead of maraschino liqueur, which is what the a typical last word cocktail would call for, I just used maraschino syrup, like the juice that you get from a maraschino jar. Oh, okay. um, and then some fresh squeezed lime juice. So my chartreuse isn't technically chartreuse, but it resembles the flavors you would get from a chartreuse. Um, so those are the those are the ingredients going in here. It's it's like a little bit sweet. It's very floral. It's herbal, and the thing is, this drink is like kind of bright and makes me happy. So I, I'm gonna just admit this: it doesn't resemble the feeling of the song so much, but um, I definitely like borrowed lyrics from the song to get me to the last word to make my own chartreuse. So here I am sipping and talking about it. I've been talking for 30 minutes about it. So that's, so that's my cocktail, Rachel. Your turn. What do you got? I also have a cocktail called Forever for the Name on My Lips. <laughs> um, You're yeah, right. seriously, right. that's the name of my cocktail. So um, I have a lovely lavender cocktail. Again, I used my empress gin with that turns mm -hmm. purple because this just may be my new thing i have made a purple cocktail for every single speak now <laughs> song so far and so i think <laughs> with a but like other than red most of these out al any album that like has a strong color to me it's it's speak now now maybe reputation actually they probably all have like strong colors to me but they do except for 1989 but yeah, exactly. So anyway, I went purple again. Who knows? Maybe I'll change my mind later on. But right now, I wanted to keep with the Empress Gin. So sure. I wanted a cocktail. I, that that line, forever the name on my lips, just reminds me of the way that, like, I I don't like this word, the word mouthfeel, because I think that sounds disgusting. <laughs> but, oh, I love it. <laughs> but that, like, the, okay, that's what I was thinking of. And there is legitimately, like, a when you're drinking certain things and it like lingers for a long time, like you could still feel it. And literally a cocktail that has very foamy, um, 
actually stays on your lips as you're drinking it. Like you get kind of like, oh, the, almost yeah. like you're drinking through whipped cream. So I wanted mm-hmm. something that really lingered on your lips. And there's this cocktail that I've had. It's a Ramus, I think that's how you say it, Ramus Gin Fizz. So there's a Gin Fizz and then there's a Ramus Gin Fizz, which was made in New Orleans. A Gin Fizz is like a classic gin whiskey or i'm sorry gin sour which was just be gin lemon juice simple syrup a gin Uh fizz is those three things plus sparkling water uh, Uh soda at the end and then a ramus gin fizz adds heavy cream so it adds an even creamier lasting things now the thing about the Gin fizz. Now, the classic cocktails when they made this, you know, like a century ago, said that you're supposed to shake your cocktail for like three to five minutes. Um, wow. That was like the folklore, if you will, that they would shake it that long. I think um, most ones will say now like 30 seconds is good. I'm going to tell you 27 seconds. And <laughs> so if, you, yes. if you don't know what I'm talking about, Press then play keep listening to the, the episode. <laughs> yeah, yes, press keep play or, to the episode. Or let's but talk the best about way it. to yeah. so you're not counting, what you gotta do is you gotta put oh, did I mention egg white? I think I've left that out. That's an es- yeah. essential ingredient. Yeah, in of a, course. In a gin sour and a okay, so you've got your egg white and your cream that does froth up, but you have to shake dry shake that. That's helps it get the most froth. You need so much shaking going on here how do you count 27 seconds here's how you do it you put everything in your cocktail shaker you press play on the last kiss song the (laughs) intro the musical intro is 27 seconds long we will get into why that is later you shake that once she starts singing then you add some ice to your shaker glass shake it for another 10 seconds strain into a glass and you have your cocktail forever the name on your lips Wow, that's, that's, that's amazing. All right, so in order to get into the last kiss, we need to break this down into our three segments, the spirit of the song, the musical mixology, and the Taylor Swift with a twist, a.k.a. the lyrics. And boy, there's some good spirit, there's some good music, and there are some good lyrics to this song. So lead us off, Rachel. What is the spirit of this song, Last Kiss, for you? So once again... Sam and I are in our breakup era, <laughs> clearly. We are. Um, we cannot get beyond <laughs> these breakup songs, can we? <laughs> it feels, it just feels appropriate because we've been going through a lot. And it's not that, and I think that breakups have a lot of different angles or sadness has a lot of different angles. So we've been having mm-hmm. some kind of bitter songs. We've been having... A little of those, like, really deep feelings. This is just pure sadness. And I think what wow. makes this song yeah. interesting and different is that it's, like, very melancholy and very positive about the relationship. So you're looking back. She, the narrator, Taylor, is looking back on a relationship and she basically has nothing negative to say. Like it's only joy that she misses. And so she's only experiencing the sadness and the loss of what, like, and as a mom, I can relate in a sense of, you don't know when it's going to be the last time that your kid asks 
for a story at bedtime. You don't know when it's going to be the last time that they can like write on your shoulders or like that you hold them to sleep. Like there's all these like last oh, and she's singing. That's so sad. <laughs> I know. It's kind of a sad thing. And she's singing that like, I didn't know this was going to be our last kiss. Like, I didn't know we were going to have a mm-hmm. last kiss. Like, I saw forever and always with this guy. Yeah. Sam, who is this guy? Um, Joe Jonas, I guess. I Look, I don't claim to know much about her relationship with this Joe, with Joe number one, but... In doing my research, this song is is very much about Joe number one, Joe Jonas. Um, Well, and I think a big part of the sadness really lies in the music. And I think that's why you and I, who are like not at all in a like, I just broke up with somebody era. Uh, Do you like how you could like switch that? Um, (laughs) We're not in a breakup era of our own personally. And yet still it made us sad. And I think it's because the music really touches on mm-hmm. that experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so so why don't why don't you start with what are some of the musical moments or elements that you're loving in this song this song is so slow <laughs> i think i literally wrote that exact thing down so with a lot of o's slow <laughs> See, I wrote that down with a lot of W's. I was picturing more okay. like slow. Okay. Got it. Slow. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, it's slow, but like it's got some beautiful instrumentation going on. I think my favorite musical quality of the song is the drums. It reminds me of like a slow jazz drum with like the. Like the wire brush um, on a yes, snare yes, drum, yes, and I don't, totally. I don't know if that's what the percussionist was doing for this song, but it just, it gives me that that like slow jazz song feel to it. Um, I just yeah. really love the drums in this song, um, yeah. but I also really like the piano, and the piano melody comes in, and it's just like there's not like chords on the piano; it's just the notes, like single notes in between the verses. Bum, 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 like that? Yeah, and what's cool is it's very unpredictable. That melody, when I first heard it, and even like several times later that I was listening to it, I I didn't quite know where the piano was going to go. And I thought that was so unique. The song is is, um, sonically, it's hard to know where it's going. It's really moving. It's it is slow. It's beautiful. And the, I think the slowness essentially is just the way that in which she cannot move on. Like it's like so slow because she has not moved on. And it's like you never get to the end until you finally do, and we'll get there. But like that, so that part I yeah. was noticing. And then we hinted at, I hinted at this when I was shaking my cocktail, but there is a 27 second intro. Um, right, which is fairly long for a, for a song yes. to have that long Especially of an intro. Especially for a Taylor Swift song. I feel like a lot of music, she doesn't wait around. Like she gets, she has so many words to say. So she doesn't put a lot of music mm-hmm. into her 
like musical interludes, <laughs> but there's a lot of musical interludes in this song. And I think that adds to the, like, you just like sit in the melancholy with her. Like you're just so sad because the music just like pulls you into that. So 27 seconds. Why? Is that just coincidence? Of course it's not. Apparently, Joe Jonas broke up with Taylor in a phone call, and that was a 27-second phone call. It was a voicemail. Like a voicemail. Excuse me. Voicemail. He broke up with her in a voicemail, and it was a 27-second voicemail. Does she remember every second of that? Of course she does. So she turned it into a 27-second intro. And that is some mastermind shit right there. Yeah. I also just feel like, um, and I this like is, is a good transition into the words. But as she is singing, she is quiet. There's not a lot of loud growling or like accelerated getting louder as she's singing. Like it is all almost. There's moments when it's almost a whisper, and it's so powerful. Let's tackle the lyrics. Let's let's get into the lyrics. So after we have a 27-second intro, (laughs) she starts singing. And she starts off with the first verse as a memory. And I, uh, I still remember the look on your face lit through the darkness at 158. Uh, um... I sorry that was a good <laughs> but like uh, right away you're getting the the specifics of Taylor Swift's mind and the things that she does not mm-hmm. forget. It was one fifty eight. In all of the songs that she sung about times, and you know, most of the time it's like middle of the night hours, like two a.m., three a.m., four a.m. It's just that. She gives, gives us the general hour. But this time, we're getting down to the minute. Yeah. And what, what she's recalling here is exactly when he said, you told me you loved me. So why did you go away? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I intentionally paused there because I love this point. It's almost like she can't, she has a pause between go away. It's almost like she just can't say the word. Yeah. Why did you go away? And then she realizes it and then she says it again, like even stronger, like, away. I think her vocal performance Um, in this song is unmatched, especially in moments like this away. Uh, It's just, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. And the way she sings in this song, it, like, it does take you away. It took me away from, like, my beautiful sunny morning where the dogs were loving on me. And I'm having a nice cup of coffee, but I'm listening to this song, feeling this emotional pain because of the way that she sings it. Uh, I know. This is such a, is obviously an early feeling that one might have. This is definitely an 18-year-old feeling of, you said I love you, so that must be forever and always. <laughs> Which is like the the connection back to the other song about Joe Jonas. Like, you said it was going to be for You said I love you, so obviously that's forever. That's what you think when you're 18. And she fell hard. I think this was a big, this was her first big heartbreak, 
even more so than like the guy next door doesn't like me. He likes the other girl. Like this is like a first big heartbreak. And so Mm -hmm. it's interesting how that is going to color how she gets into relationships later on. And I'm going to get into that more later, but I think like she, like she fell right hard and quick about, Mm -hmm. and then I think later on she's going to learn to guard herself because of this heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, this whole first verse, she's just laying it out there, like, boy, she was she was let down, um, but she remembers it all too well. <laughs> right. <laughs> then we get into the second verse again. We don't go to the chorus. We go right into another verse, which is uh, even more of a specific, like another specific moment um, when that, as we learn later, is July 9th. Do you know why we we know? Do you know why the July 9th, Why it matters? Why? There's a specific reason why everybody thinks it's Joe Jonas because on July 9th, she got off a plane in Texas where he was doing a show. Went to his show. Later that night, Taylor and Joe both tweeted. Joe says. Nice hanging with Taylor Swift for a bit. Smiley face, smiley face. Not emojis. We didn't have emojis then. (laughs) She says, this is one of the best nights I've ever had. Whoa. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. And everybody knows, like, it was photographed, her... Like getting off the plane and seeing him, her at his show. Of course, he it says, was. Hey, that was cool hanging out with you. And she says, "This is the one of the best nights of my life." Okay, so already this is why this is why Swifty didn't know that it's or quote unquote know that it's Joe Jonas. This is why it's connected. Yeah. And I guess you know yeah. it's why is it celebrated? I don't know. Why do we celebrate this very sad, heartbreaking day? Because it's very specific. <laughs> so why not celebrate a thing that she told us was specific? I want to make a motion to switch the Swifty holiday to April 29th because I think yes! that is, we haven't got into the song High Infidelity, but I think that is a power date. That is the date where Taylor is making a power move. So I'm just going to put that out there now. You heard it here first, April 29th. Let's okay. maybe consider that being the new Swifty holiday. I second that motion. Thank you. Okay, so we've got we've got July 9th. The beat of your heart as it jumps through your shirt. That's such a real feeling. I just like I she's really getting into like the all the things that she's seeing and feeling and I just like really love that. So now we're getting into the pre-chorus, right? Mhm. Yeah, do you know what this pre-chorus reminds me of? She goes but now I'll what? go sit on the floor wearing your clothes. That reminds me of Hits Different when she's also processing a heartbreak and she's crying over his hat and Hits Different. Yes. Yeah. And I know that we could also connect it to the scarf in All Too Well, All Too but well. that's a little right. different because right. All Too Well, he has her clothes. But in this song and in Hits Different, she has his clothes and she's crying over these things or she's using them to feel connected and close to him again. Well, and and she's not just like holding it and seeing it and remembering it. She's like wearing it, which one might say is a little creepy, but also like that's 
like that gives almost like it's hugging you like giving you comfort giving yeah. you familiarity like um i mean you can see you can see this moment sitting on the floor wearing yeah a flannel shirt or something i don't know i don't know what yeah, it's, probably a leather jacket probably a leather jacket you're right and that that's like okay to, <laughs> to picture but can you picture the opposite where like joe jonas was wearing a purple dress because it reminded him of her <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like that. I, like <laughs> I that. really like that moment. <laughs> but although I don't, I don't get the impression that Joe Jonas is is wearing or or trying to remember her because of this next line we get here. Um, all that I know is I don't know how to be something you miss. And and when I first I heard know. that, I it's it's a powerful lyric, and I think that. It took me a while to come to this conclusion, but she's singing that she doesn't know how to make him miss her. She doesn't know how to be that for him. Okay. When I first heard it, I thought that it was just her saying, you know, she used to know to, how to be his girlfriend or whatever they were, yeah. but now she now that they're not together, now she's somebody that he misses and she doesn't know how to be that. But I, I guess maybe what she's saying is that he doesn't miss her and and she doesn't know how to be something that she, like she wants him to miss her and she doesn't know how to be that. Oh, yes. I, I was having a hard time with this one as well. I was almost thinking like is she using the way that she does like a different definition of miss where like I don't see you anymore. Like, oh, I didn't see that there anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like when you like miss something like you didn't pay attention to it you didn't notice it and she was playing with the all i know is i don't know and so i was like thinking about like oh it it was like a play on that but it does make more sense that she's like i'm trying to get you to be sad like i am too and i don't know how to do it yeah Mm -hmm. (sighs) okay so now we're getting into the chorus I never thought we'd have a last pause, kiss. And I think that there's such intention in that pause. Again, it's like she can't even say it. Like, I cannot Mm -hmm. believe that we would have a last kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Almost like she's blubbering in between like like yes. it's like she's getting choked yes. up perhaps what, what's so funny to me is this line at the end of the chorus when she says your name forever yes. the name on my lips okay well so what is that name that name is joe that's joe. the name that's forever on her lips and guess what taylor it's gonna be forever on your lips I mean, she just says forever, so I mean, <laughs> she's implying it's never right. going to leave her lips. And she, and then she dates another Joe, who we all just assume is the end all be all for her. I think she is assumes the forever. That as well. Yeah, yeah. Had we yeah. done this six months ago, we would have been like, and she was right. It is the forever name on her lips. Uh, wrong. Mm-hmm. Wrong again. I mean, maybe it I, is I, still the forever name on her lips. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to catch up with Taylor to ask her how she's feeling about this breakup. Yeah. Like, she's been really yeah. busy. We got we to gotta meet up for coffee. But yeah. um, I mean, I met with her, but I'm not going to go into that yet. You haven't had your one-on-one. 
yes, not not yet. Anyways, let's get into the second All verse because right. there's a lot to break third. down here as well. We're in. Oh, you're right. Verse. Third verse. You're yeah. right. Uh huh. And we're getting more remembering again, more memories about like we we left like the sadness of I never thought it would be like this. Like now, I'm remembering more. Now it's back up to the the swing of your step, the life of the party. Um, apparently this is a thing everybody knows about Joe Jonas. In fact, he even sang a line in one of his songs. I don't know any Joe Jonas music, just so you know. There's a uh-huh. song, Love Slayer, that says, but I gotta be the life of the party. So, it's like, he, yeah. I think this is just what everybody says about him. And apparently mm-hmm. she's, and this makes sense, like she's definitely more, or she plays the part, and I just think it's a part, but she plays the part of this, like, quiet girl yeah Yeah, i mean i she she says i'm not much for dancing in this song but literally every award show i've ever seen her at she's dancing she sings about dancing in like 20 different songs our girl loves to dance but yeah but what about the line and holy ground when she says i don't want to dance if i'm not dancing with you Mm. yeah how about it I agree. I think she's a great dancer. I think... Oh, I'm not saying she's a great dancer. I, I I'm just saying she, she likes to dance. I was going to say, I don't think she's a great dancer. Right, right. I think she dances like I do, which is just like finger pointing like, whoa! I wish she could see me now. Whoa, I'm dancing! Oh. Look at me! Actually, she does... I, I, oops, I almost said something from the errors to her. Okay. So, she thinks she's not much for dancing. We call her bluff on that. Mm-hmm. Um... But maybe then she wasn't. Like, maybe she's come out of her shell and she was, like, has grown into herself. I really think she has. And this this part of the song also reminds me of Enchanted, at the beginning of Enchanted, when she's, like, across the room from this guy and she's shy, she's coy. Um, you know, I think that was just yeah. the era that Taylor was in. She's still pretty, like, reserved and and a little bit shy and not quite as outgoing as we like to think of her now, perhaps. I kind of threw up a little bit in my mouth when she was like the handshake meeting my father. I don't know why. That just sounded a Okay, I, I, I want to bring up something here, too. I, this is a terrible rhyme. I, I really, like, up to this point, everything is really rhymed well. And then she rhymes father with pockets? Uh, what? With pockets? <laughs> See, I loved how she connected handshake to hands in i get what you're trying to do but <laughs> it does remove yeah. me from the it's song not, a little it's bit it's not her best moment mm-hmm. yeah yeah so we get another pre-chorus chorus it's still just as beautiful and sad <laughs> yep hasn't changed oh 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 <laughs> okay now we're get, is this where we get yeah we get a bridge now oh gosh it is a banging bridge and it is just like full of power <sighs> The drums pick up, the guitar gets a little bit faster, the beat gets a little bit faster, the pace of the song stays, but like we're just kind of picking up now. And she just unleashes here. Um, well, and but I'm, I have to note that the, dro- the beat drops partway through the bridge. To start off, we get the beat coming in, like... More and more, like, I'll watch your life in pictures, which I thought was an interesting. I mean, it makes sense. Like, he's, this guy is famous, so, of course, she's going to be, like, tabloid. You'll see him all all over the place. But I couldn't help but remember, and 
she couldn't have known that she would meet Joelle in one day. But like, there's just this connection between life and pictures that I was thinking of a guy who is a movie star as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that was an interesting little note. Before we get into further down, I do, I mean, love the phrase, I feel you forget me. Okay, that's my because like ultimate that's... sad, saddest lyric of the entire song. Yes. Right? It's, it's, the entire it's song. It's rich. I feel you forget me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I think it's just like, I wrote, whoa. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I can't, <laughs> it's almost like it stops me from breathing. Well, and like, I just I just really like how uh, in the line before that, she watches his life in pictures. She's using similes here. Mm-hmm. Like she used to watch him okay. sleep, which, okay, is a little bit creepy, but whatever. Let's move past that. So she wa- she watches him now. Like she used to watch him in person. And then this part, she feels him forget her like she used to physically feel. Like it's just like the comparisons are, are it's, it's, it's deep and, yeah, obviously sad. Um, there is an intimacy that she's trying to express of like watching you sleep and feeling you breathe. Like that's very, very close. Mm-hmm. And yet she now has to watch you from a distance and, and, but like she can, the feel you forget me, it's like you are f- away from me, you are distancing me, and I can still feel that because I'm still that connected to you. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. Yeah, I know. It's so sad. This is the point when the um, drum beat kicks back a little bit where she's going back in. T- so she was sad at first in the bridge, right? I can feel you forget me. Like, I can only watch your life in pictures. And now she's like, I'm trying to bring back the happiness back to the song. And so the drum beat pulls back a little bit. Hope it's nice where you are. Hope the sun shines and it's a beautiful day. One of my favorite writing techniques where you talk about the climate in order to bring in emotion. So it's like... It was a dark and dreary night or it rained on day like you had a big breakup or whatever. Like you 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 bring in the the light and the feeling and whatever and how you want it. So she's like bringing in sunshine and beauty to like hopefully make you remember how great it was. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's very hopeful so and almost like tragically hopeful on her part. I feel like she's yes, like, like still a little bit desperate. It's desperate, yeah. She's like still trying to make him miss her by. Well, yes. I I I hope the sun shines not because like, oh, I just want you to be happy in the sun, but I hope that it brings you happiness. That you think about the happiness that we had when you were with me. Thus, I hope that you miss me. Thus, I hope that you regret everything you did and. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, it's, again, it's like a tiny little bit of the song where she's trying to be a little bit of a bitch. (laughs) Well, it's like a little bit of toxic positivity, kind of, like, (laughs) let's just make it all happy and nice. Like, remember how great it was? I was thinking Uh of he was sunshine and I was midnight rain. This is where I was bringing Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, totally. Ugh. But it's a good bridge. And I mean, it's just, again, the song is just like her pouring her heart out. This is like what the Swifties love. When I describe 
what being a Swifty is to friends who are like trying to understand what being a Swifty is, like what it means to love Taylor Swift. I, I'm always like, it's about hearing her just like pour her heart out in some of these songs. Yes, yeah, some of the songs are like poppy, boppy, fun songs, but then you get a song like Last Kiss when it's just like, wow, it's so cathartic. It's so rich of emotion. She's putting like such very personal lyrics and vulnerability. How is this not a track five, to be quite honest? It's a track 13, so that's kind of cool. It is but... a track 13. Yeah, I know. It's very track five vibes, but... Ugh. One of my favorite moments of this whole song is the very last minute, last second, when she says, last. just last. like our last, and then she stops. She it just doesn't, finish. she doesn't finish, she doesn't finish her thought there because, because no. the relationship didn't even finish. Like, just when she thought it was getting good and that they were in love... He called her up again just to break her like a promise. But I don't. I think she doesn't say kiss because the kiss doesn't happen. There isn't a last kiss, so she can't say kiss. Mm-hmm. Like this is the point when you realize no, there are no more kisses. This yeah. is the like that was the last. Yeah. <sighs> it's it's so rough. Bad. I'm sorry, Taylor, that happened to you. But thank you for writing this song because it has changed my heart just a little bit for you <laughs> it, it is it's a beautiful sad song and how excited you are you there. to get all of these speak now songs like oh my god i'm so excited i mean i've i've like <laughs> i've i've just assumed that speak now i wouldn't i wouldn't connect with because yeah. i wouldn't relate to right. it i guess but literally Same. every song I've heard from Speak Now has been like, whoa, this is, this is great. This is a great songwriting. It's, it's peak Taylor emotion. Uh, it's, it's also like kind of emo. And I was an emo kid in high school. I, and yes! so like, I am so, 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 so excited for Speak Now Taylor's version. I'm, I cannot, cannot wait. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm really excited. It's going to be a Speak Now emo summer. Like it's our post era's era is speak now. That's a good place yeah. to be. Sam, I hope you don't mind the rude interruption, but I think we are at the end of our podcast. But before you go away, away, I'm thinking <laughs> about next week and how you can plan for a change in the weather and time, and also. I need to plan for our next podcast. So what song are we doing on the day that you attend the Eras tour? Yeah. Okay. I am really excited for this next song, Rachel. We are doing a complete 180. All right. From this whole, from this whole like sad heartbreak era that we have been in, in our podcast for the last like six episodes or whatever. So (laughs) yeah. Complete 180. So, yes, not only is this next episode happening when I'm attending Taylor's Eric's tour, but it's also happening, like, on my birthday, Rachel. So Yes! It's my birthday, so it's all about me. Ah! <laughs> me, he, he! Wait, is that it? 
Just kidding, we're not doing me. <laughs> but I, for the longest time, was really planning on doing me. And then I thought, you know, like I thought that would be really fun for the birthday vibes. <laughs> Here's the thing, Rachel. Because it's my birthday, I actually want to do a song that I, I just love and am obsessed like? with. Yeah. Okay. So okay. the song okay. that we're doing, the actual song that we're doing is, yes, a song that I love, a song I'm obsessed with, a song that I've been wanting to do on this okay. podcast since we came up with this idea for our podcast. And ultimately, it's Sam, just... we already did Cruel Summer. <laughs> oh, okay. We can't do it again. Darn it. No, it's not going to be that. No, we cannot. Um, but the okay. song that I've chosen is also going to be a super hype song for me to get ready for the Eras Tour. Rachel, are you ready for it? Ah! <laughs> yes, I am ready for it. That is perfect. <laughs> I love it so much. All right. So ready for it next week. Swiggies, we hope it's nice where you are. We hope the sun shines and it's a beautiful day and something reminds you, you wish you had stayed connected to us. Well, guess what? You can. So come and find us on our socials. Oh, by the way, I just discovered all these episodes. I've been yeah, hollering and plugging the wrong handle. So our handle for our socials is Swift and Swigs Podcast. I thought it was Swift and Swigs Pod. I don't know. But... Oops. It is a full podcast. So Swift and Swift podcast on our Instagram okay. and our TikTok. Come and find us there. If you know, you know. We post lovely video content of our cocktails and our conversation. Um, and uh, like and subscribe to our podcast. Rate and review us on Apple. Um, do all the fun things. We just want you to have as much fun as we're having. Sam, I never imagined we'd have a first podcast, let alone a last podcast and all I know is I don't know how to be something our listeners miss so let's keep this going next week are you ready for it let's do it cheers I'm ready to get out of this sad era <laughs> <laughs> we're done with it are you ready for it